Hello, hello, hello. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode of the Manic Candace podcast. Welcome. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's me on this Monday morning, 7.49 a.m. November 7th. Let's get started. It's our first book club episode. I took a survey on Instagram, and even though I only got one vote saying yes, I'm going to go ahead and start a book club. Um, I posted my book, or the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear, and it got a lot of likes in my story, and it got me thinking, you know, like, why not share what I read without revealing too much? Um, What can I say? This book has opened my eyes to um, habits of mine that don't serve me well. Um, Habits that I could adopt and more importantly, how to how to form those habits and how to remove the bad habits. So I'm going to share with you the key takeaways from each chapter on habits. All about it. Um, We talk about, we're going to talk about the four laws of behavioral change. Um, These are the steps required for behavior to change. Um, If you are someone with bad habits like me, you want to change them, right? I mean, hopefully, I do. Uh, I'm a smoker. Well, I guess I'm a vapor now. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. But I don't want to vape because it costs money, and and I don't. I just don't want to be known as a vapor. Uh, I smoke weed a lot. I'd like to stop because it costs a lot of money, and I, I spent twenty thousand dollars on weed this year. That's not a joke. <laughs> I need help. But I bought this book in March, and it sat in my drawer for eight months. I bought it on Amazon. It was about $17. It's a hardcover. Um, I wanted a change, and I love any excuse to go shopping for a book, so... My mom read a lot of self-help books, and I kind of picked that up from her. So, last month, I asked both of my psychiatrists and my counselor to recommend me a book that they um, think would help me, that they think would help my bipolar disorder. Hi, I'm Candace. I'm bipolar. In case you don't know, that's the whole point of the whole Manic Candace. I share my experiences to help you with your bipolar disorder, to help you with your schizophrenia, to help you with your PTSD, your depression, your anxiety, your mental illness. I'm here to help you start the conversation. I'm here to help you help yourself. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional. I'm a patient. Okay, now that we got that elephant out of the way, especially if you're new here, um, this book is practical and easy. It's easy to read. It's 20 chapters, about 10 pages each. Some give or take about two or three pages. It's 250 pages in total. I was done in two days. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, it could come to you like the same day or like the next day. But really, if you're just ordering regular off Amazon, 
it'll be here in no time. This is not a sponsored podcast by Amazon. I hope so one day. One day, you guys, I will be sponsored. I'll be inserting ads. <sighs> so let's talk about some of my habits. I have a habit of cracking my knuckles. I have a habit of zoning out on my phone. I have a habit of checking social media when I shouldn't be checking it, like at work. I have a habit of getting to work and wanting to leave. I have a habit of going to the gym for five minutes and leaving. I have a habit of not going to the gym. I have a habit of not taking care of my nails. I have the habit of smoking weed, like I said. I have a habit of shopping excessively. I have the habit of not saving money. I have a habit of not checking in with my friends. I have a habit of um, doing the wrong thing, I guess. And I'm not particularly, particularly, literally, <laughs> I'm not particularly, oh my God, I'm not particularly dissatisfied 100% with my with myself I just see rooms for improvement and that is the first point of the first chapter that I want to share with you is that habits are the compound interest of self-improvement what does that mean compound interest it means little changes over time little additions over time can compound exponentially in the long run. So he says that getting 1% better every day counts for a lot in the long run. So it's not about changing overnight. That's the big thing. It's if you want to, if you have habits that you have had for like for example my habit of smoking weed i've been smoking weed habitually since i was 13 i'm 27 that's a habit that is um big and it's not going to it's not going to stop overnight it's not going to stop in a month it might not stop in a year but one percent over time counts for a lot because of compound interest. So let me share with you my habit of in the last year of smoking weed. I used to smoke maybe an eighth every 24 hours. Um, so that would be like $50, $60 a day. And... I was like, I need to make a change. So I started buying one joint a day. Even though I was at the dispensary every day, I was spending a lot less. I was smoking a lot less. So I started looking forward to like my one high of the day instead of being high all day every day. Um, <laughs> it was it was kind of hard at first, but like the. Um, book also talks about the greatest motivator is knowing that someone is watching you. At the time, my mom was living with me, and like now I'm living with my mom, so it's like 
knowing that she's there is a big motivator for me to change my habits in smoking weed because I my mom has PTSD, no lie, from finding me at 13 years old, 14 years old, 15 years old, 16 years old, 17 years old, high out of my mind. Like she would just like walk in the door and smell it and walk in my room and just see me eyes blazed, barely coherent. Cause that's when I used to like get really high. Now I don't get that high cause of my tolerance, but I would just get really blazed. Like I would just get so insane. Um, and it would traumatize her and it has, and I feel bad. So it's like, I don't want to trigger her memories by me blazing it up and walking in the, in the, in the house smelling like dank so i i pivoted at first i was like okay i'm not going to smoke as much so i started smoking joints but then she moved out but then the habit was already there of me smoking one joint a day so that just that just kept on forming but then i started smoking cartridges and i started getting edibles here and there but I no longer was smoking like a big pot of flour. And now that I'm living with her again, I'm kind of excited to have that motivator of her in the house because I I I, I want to stop smoking weed. And it ta- this book also talks about that human behavior follows the law of least effort. We will gravitate towards the option that requires the least amount of work. So it requires a lot less work for me to keep smoking weed than for me to stop it. So that's just human behavior. So, I mean, that's just human nature. Human behavior, not human nature. Um, This book also says that many habits occur at decisive moments. I get decisive when when I... Think about when I'm faced with the choice of when I have weed in front of me, I'm faced with the choice whether to smoke it or not, whether to continue with this habit or not. So like many habits occur at decisive moments when you when you're faced with with the decision to do something or not, that's when a habit forms. You can choose to not clean your room or not. Choosing either or is forming a habit. The ultimate way to lock in future behavior is to automate your habits. What does this mean? Like for me, it means, and in the book, it means like using technology to your advantage, like setting automatic payments for your bills. Um, For me, it, it looks like setting alarms for certain tasks. Like yesterday, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit here and read because I am i don't have the habit of sitting down and reading for hours to finish a book. I want to get in the habit of finishing books. So I put a timer on for four hours and I told myself, in four hours, I am going to finish this book. And that is the first law of behavioral change, is to make it obvious. Um, if you want to change your behavior, you got to... You got to do things that are going to remind you that this change is going to happen. And the biggest way to do that is to write that down. The book talks about writing down an implementation intention strategy. 
Um, and that looks like you will, you write down literally, I will do this at this time. So I told myself, I will read this book by the end of this four hours. And I set the out timer for four hours and I was done 45 minutes early. One of the most practical ways to eliminate a bad habit is to reduce exposure to the cue that causes it. So any habit can be broken down into a feedback loop that involves four steps. And that is the first step is the cue. The second is the craving. The third is a response. And the fourth is a reward. So each habit, like let's break down my habit for smoking weed. I have a lot of cues that will remind me that I want to smoke weed. So like I used to wake and bake a lot. I got into the habit of doing that because that was the only time I could smoke weed freely was on my way to school. And we used to call it wake and bake. So now as soon as I wake up, that's my cue to smoke weed. So and then as soon as I wake up, that's my cue. And then I start craving. That's the second part of the feedback loop that involves every habit. So the craving begins as soon as I wake up. So I start the response is the third step. And the response is me going to get the weed. Do I have to go to the dispensary? Do I have to just charge my vape? Do I have to pack a bowl? Do I have, like, what do I have to do to get my high going? To get the habit going? Um... And the reward is me getting high. This, the reward is the reinforcement of the behavior. If no dopamine was released in my brain when I first smoked weed, I would have never formed the habit. This is the key in habit formation is the reward. You were, you're more likely to repeat a behavior that is satisfying and we'll get into that later but the second law of behavior change is to make it attractive i have to make it appealing and attractive for me to stop smoking weed so what does that look like i could have saved twenty thousand dollars this year on 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 weed i could have put twenty thousand dollars towards my vehicle and I, and I would have only owed $15,000 left. And I would have paid off my car sooner. I could have taken a trip overseas. I could have bought all my wish list on Louis Vuitton, everything. This year. And like, that kills me. I just smoked it all away. That's, that's, that's pitiful. I'm wow, I'm ashamed. I am ashamed. Now that we're aware of the feedback loop, the cue, the response, I'm sorry, the cue, the craving, the response, and the reward. One of the most practical ways to eliminate a bad habit is to reduce exposure to the cue that causes it. So I started off by throwing away my pipe because every time I saw my pipe, it was a cue for me to smoke weed. Every time I I had to like 
put away my chargers because every time I saw my vape chargers, I had to smoke weed. I used to leave empty cartridges around the table, around my counters. I had to throw those away. I used to like, there are a lot of like cues for me to smoke weed around my, my former apartment. Now that I'm in a new environment, and by the way, the book says that a new environment um, is the best way to help change your habits. So now that I'm in my mom's house, I don't have any cues to smoke weed because one, I can't have any because it's offensive to my mother. It's not allowed. The only cure I have to smoke weed is this vape pen. So I'm, um, this book also talks about that the best way to form a habit is to make it obvious. So in the opposite is to make it invisible. So the best way to break a bad habit is to make it invisible. I'm breaking my habit of smoking weed. That's bad for me. I'm not trying to say smoking weed is a bad habit for everyone. It's a bad habit for me because I spent $20,000 on it. Um, I can't believe I spent $20,000 on fucking weed this year. Jesus! I could have bought a car. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I just, I have to slap myself on the wrist because it's like $20,000. Sheesh. I'm so glad my mom's letting me live with her because it's like $20,000. So make I'm making this habit invisible. I have to like if I want to totally eliminate this, I have to hide my pen. Or I have to get rid of it. And and it works out in my favor that I live in a city that's so far away from every dispensary. Because before I used to live like a little, like literally a 10 minute drive from the dispensary. Just Jesus Christ. So this book also says that your identity emerges out of your habits. And which is true. Because I... I out of smoking weed for so long, I got a job at a dispensary and then it became my identity that I work at a dispensary. I'm a weed smoker. I smoke weed. My friends smoke weed. We're all in a community that smokes weed. It enforced the habit to like, it enforced the habit. Like it, it would just, it was just part of my daily life. It was no longer a habit. And it goes on to say that every action is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. So, the type of person I wish to become is a non-weed smoker. So every action I take must align with that. I must reduce the amount of weed that I smoke to the point where I'm no longer smoking it. It's not practical for me to change overnight because one small change every day amounts to a huge difference in the long run. Once our habits become automatic, we stop paying attention to what we're doing. And that that's true with smoking weed. Like, sometimes I, I don't even, like, think about it. The second law of behavioral change, you guys, is to make it attractive. 
And that's what I'm doing. One of the most effective things you can do to um, eliminate a bad habit is to make it unattractive. How can I make smoking weed unattractive? I'm losing money. That could have been a down payment on a home. If I spent $20,000 on weed this year, how much did I spend in the last 10 years? One of the most effective things you can do to build a better habit is to join a culture where your desired behavior is a normal behavior. So if I want to join, if I, if I want to build a better habit of not smoking weed, I have to find friends that don't smoke weed. Maybe I could join a book club. Maybe I can go to Weed, weed, weed Anonymous or Marijuana Anonymous. Maybe I can do that. Yeah. And... You already have, I already have something in common with the group. We're just going to make this um, new behavior normal and therefore more effective. I think I'm going to join Marijuana's Anonymous, you guys. They have online meetings. I think I'm, I think I'm there. Oh my God. I feel, I feel good. I feel hopeful. If you're struggling with addiction, I encourage you to go visit, like, just Google, like, whatever your drug is, like, Pills Anonymous, Marijuana Anonymous, Heroin Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcohol um, Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous. Like, it's good to be around people who are trying to do the same thing you are, who are struggling as hard as you are. If you like the feeling this podcast gives you... And you're struggling with addiction, like please, please Google Narcotics Anonymous, Pills Anonymous. They even have Overeaters Anonymous. They even have Al-Anon, um, where it's support for people who have family members struggling with addiction. If you're not struggling with addiction with yourself, yourself, um, then you have support for other people who are suffering with loved ones with addiction so that's something you can do make the cues of good habits obvious in your environment what does that mean so i want to quit smoking weed right so it's like maybe i can have a poster in my room that says you can do it or maybe I can have um, a counter every day. Maybe I can. Maybe I can divide twenty thousand dollars in a year, right? I can divide that. So let's do it. Let's find my calculator and let's do twenty grand divided by three sixty-five. That's $54. So every day I can stash away $54 for the next year. And then I could make a poster and I could say, you save $54 today. 
compared to last year. And that could motivate me. And that could I could put that somewhere where I can see every where where I can see every day. And that could um make the cues of a good habit obvious in my environment. That's something I can do. That's something I will do. That's something that excites me. I like doing arts and crafts. I'm gonna go to Michael's today and I'm gonna share it with you on my fucking Instagram story. The third law of behavioral change is to make it easy. Habit formation is a process by which a behavior becomes progressively more automatic through repetition. It doesn't matter how long you've done something. It matters how many times you've done it. It's been proven in science. He cites the study in the book, but you got to make it easy. So, for example, um, drawing better or just getting in the habit of sketching and drawing to, to improve overall um, in 2018, I was like, you're going to do one drawing a day, no matter if it sucks or not. And every day for a year, I did it, and I got so much better. And, like, um, the amount of time it takes for a perfectionist to do one thing is, like, a week. But if you're not focused on perfection, you can get so much done in a week, and you're more likely to produce results that are... um favorable the ultimate way to lock in future behavior is to automate your habits so i'm gonna set a timer every day every morning once i make that poster my piggy bank poster that i have of how much money i save from from not buying weed per day um is I'm going to set a, a, my alarm that's going to say update your piggy bank. And that's going to counteract my cue of wanting to smoke weed the first moment I wake up. Does that make sense? The fourth law of behavioral change is to make it satisfying. But pedaling back to the third law of behavioral change is making it easy. How to... Um, undo a bad habit is to make it difficult. So right now it's difficult for me to go get weed because it's an average of like a 15 to 20 mile drive from where I live right now in my mom's house. Anywhere to go get weed, like any, any dispensary, I live like an average of 15 to 20 miles. And that that is putting a wedge between the habit and me. Um, the fact that I can't charge it freely and the fact that I can't smoke it freely is putting a wedge between me and the habit, which is good, which is positive. It's making it difficult. I want you guys to notice that the four laws of behavioral change, when they're inverted, is is how to undo a bad habit. When it's forwards, it's how to implement a new behavior. When it's inverse, it's how to undo a behavior. So the fourth law of behavioral change is to make it satisfying. We are more likely to repeat a behavior when the experience is satisfying. When you have good sex for the first time, you're more more likely to repeat it. When I got high for the first time, it was satisfying, so I was more likely to repeat it. I don't know why I brought up sex. I, like, sorry, I I haven't had sex in, like, a long time. And, like, I'm just really, like, feral. I feel like an animal. I just feel like I feel like a total dog in heat.
sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm in love with someone who is taken. I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm willing to sacrifice. Like, I'm willing to just do a lot of things. And, like, they are, they are taken. And they've been taken for a long time. And I, and today, this morning, I accepted. I was just like, just, just leave. Just let it go. So like I'm, I keep bleeding, I keep keep bleeding, love. I, I I can't let it go. One day, one day I'm holding out. I'm I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm oh, I will wait years, years for my opportunity. I I'm I'm that person. One of the most satisfying feelings is a feeling of making progress. So, I I feel satisfied knowing that I'm making progress. But I want to share with you, back in June, I had a goal of a thousand downloads, and every day I would check the analytics, and if it was a low number, that was my cue to start promoting more or to put out two episodes a day or to put out more interesting episodes, or to tweet more, or to post on Instagram more, or to talk about it more. Um, And it was satisfying seeing the numbers go up. So I met my goals that way. Um, So I encourage you, if you're forming a new habit, if you're starting a new habit, um, not only do I, I encourage you to buy this book and to read it, but I encourage you to start looking at your habits overall and start labeling them as positive, neutral, or negative and start working on the negative ones. Um, The greatest threat to success is not failure, but boredom. You have to fall in love with boredom. And that's one of the biggest takeaways from this book that I have is that I have to fall in love with boredom. My biggest enemy is boredom. I hate being bored. When I'm not high, I'm bored. And that's why I get high. And I had to fall in love with boredom. And that's just that's that's just that. That's just that. And I'll be free. The book is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think I'm gonna read it again just because it was so good. Um he's not some scientist he's a regular guy he's a writer he's a blogger um and he wrote this book for the he made it very easy he's someone who follows his own advice so um he's credible i'm trying to say so you can get this book on amazon you can get it at barnes and noble it's a top selling book i'm sure you can get it at a library but it might be checked out already this is Candace with the Man and Candace podcast. It's Monday, November 7th, or depending on where you're listening, it's Tuesday, November 8th. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, fingers crossed that I get promoted on Apple iTunes, I mean, Apple Podcasts. Fingers crossed I get promoted. I applied. It was free, um, and I had to submit an episode, so just fingers crossed, okay? Um... Follow me on Instagram at manicandice and at mdmaq. And follow me on Twitter at manicandice for more. Okay, I've said enough. Um, I'll probably be back with another episode, depending on my mood, if I want to do research or not. But, uh, yeah, 
I love you guys. Read the book. Read the book. And if you know me personally and you want to borrow it, hit me up. I'm done with it. Okay, bye.